Welcome in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We are on every Sunday morning from 9 to 11. We have some uh, great college football stories from yesterday. We're going to preview some NFL today. But first, we are sponsored by the Louisville Combat Academy. They have the most MMA fighters currently out of all gyms in Kentucky. You can find them at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky. That is 40272. If you'd like to join us on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, the number is 502-384-1450. Real quick, though, call in if you'd like to join us, but we're going to recap. I don't know if you guys stayed up late last night, but Washington State gave up 50 points in a row to UCLA to lose late. So if you stayed up by 1 a.m., I'm surprised if you're awake right now. But we have some, um, some big winners and big losers from yesterday, as Kelly Patrick is running a little bit behind. He'll join me here in a second. Um, the games that really widened my eyes, Michigan getting beat bad by Wisconsin, 35-14. Um, Harbaugh's hearing it all today. Is he on the hot seat? Uh, I'm sure Kelly and I will get to that, as I am a Harbaugh, Harbaugh supporter, and he is not. Auburn goes on the road, beats Texas A&M 28-20. US, UCF's 27-game regular season win streak is over. Pitt beats them 35-34. And a little uh, homage to the Philly special, they run the Pitt special to win the game. And obviously, uh, we have to play the local hits. Louisville loses at Florida State 35-24. Um, they had a they had a roughing the kicker call late on Aguayo, and it really cost Louisville a chance to get the ball back and tie it up. Um, after roughing the kicker call, Florida State was able to punch it in and really extend the score. But for a Louisville fan, you have to feel pretty uh, pretty pumped that your team was down 20, 21-0. Uh, you fought to take the lead at one point, 24-21, and... We imagine what would have happened if this was a Bobby Petrino coach team. It probably would have been 58-7 final score. Kentucky loses to Mississippi State 28-13. We will recap uh, all these games. If you're a Kentucky fan, you you do wonder what the season would be would be like if Terry Wilson was your starting quarterback, and that's, that's always tough to do. But Sawyer Smith's trying to do his best job hanging in there. Uh, if, is it? We go over the top five real quick. Clemson rolls, Ohio State rolls, Alabama rolls. Um, Florida beats Tennessee. A lot of interesting games out there. Uh, The big losers, Arkansas losing to San Jose State. Um, I think San Jose State's won like three games over the last two years. Very bad. UNC is a big loser. Appalachian State beats UNC again, but if we if we go back to the most obvious ones today, it's got to be Michigan. It's got to be Tennessee, uh, Arkansas. What a what a tough loss. What a joke. So if you guys would like to call in, uh, what are your biggest takeaways from yesterday? It's five zero two three eight four. 1450. We're trying to get Kelly Patrick in here situated. See if he's ready to go. Steve, I am here. Good, good. 
Steve, thank you so much for your professionalism. And, I mean, talk about performance under fire. In recent weeks, Steve Driver has had multiple instances now of running the show. But just now, I mean, that's arguably your most impressive. You were on the air, the only person... For what, five to ten minutes? Yeah, let's thank Doug for getting us started, too. Shout out to Doug Wolverton. Yeah. Thank you very much, Doug. And it's always tough when you find out about a minute before you go on that you're running the show. Yeah, right? like, congratulations. You got to fill dead air. You got you got to fill it just you. Not conversation. Yeah. Not phone calls. You have to talk nonstop until we get this straightened out. So, Steve, big shout out to you. Once again, big shout out to our man, Doug Wolverton for the continued support and the short notice adjustment for us. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I am Kelly Patrick alongside my man Steve Driver. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. I need a-
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. As I said earlier, I'm Kelly Patrick. Big shout out to our man Steve Driver for holding it down for the first segment of the show. There was a little bit of traffic issues getting across the bridge and Steve Driver came through in the clutch. Big time, Steve. Well, how, how does that feel? Do, would you compare yourself to, I don't know, Joe Montana or I'd say Tom Brady, but Eli Manning is just really stepping up in the clutch with that performance? Or who would you compare yourself to? Something of, something like that, yeah. But you would think, you know, if you're going to build multiple toll bridges where it costs money to go across each time, you wouldn't have one bridge left where it says, hey, this one's free. Isn't that funny how they right? do that? There's not just one, there's two. All right, two that are free. And they're in different spots. And you should try those first, but they might be closed every now and then. But we're not going to really, It's not. you're not really going to know when they're closed. It's just going to randomly pop up on you. We're going to surprise you. Yeah. Here at- we we went to uh, Chicago a few weeks ago. Talk about tolls. They have one on every single exit. It's ridiculous, man. And they say that they were going to get rid of them after a few years. Well, let me tell you, you don't. They don't get rid of them. And then you're you're just stuck getting on the internet trying to calculate how many tolls you went through after a trip to Chicago. Not fun at all. It happens, man. I was in Fort Lauderdale a few weeks ago. Uh, a few months ago. Maybe five or six months ago, actually. And it gets real confusing there going from Fort Lauderdale to Miami where I'm driving there. I went to the Miami Heat game. I got to see... Dwayne Wade play during his last um, game, his last season, you know, with the the Miami Heat. And it was a lot of, man, I'm going this way. Do I need to get there? That sign makes it look like if I go this way, I'm going to get a toll or maybe even like fines and imprisonment. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I went the wrong way. And so it gets confusing. You're better off just going through them, not paying them, and you could just get online afterwards and pay it off. I'm being serious. You're, just pay it? Um, I don't like paying stuff, Steve. Well, yeah, you're going to have to pay it. They have your license See, plate. See, that's the, I mean, good for them, but. So you're just, I you need just want to go around it. I need a helicopter. Yeah. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We are going to head to the buzz line now. I believe we have our man, Brian the Insider, on the line with us. Brian, how are you this morning? This is a forwarded call. Oh. He wants us to. A collect call, Brian. Oh my gosh! Speaking of the tolls, where's he calling from? Is he is he trying to to get us to to have more tolls? Is that how it works? Is that what he's doing? Now we have to pay for people to call in. We have to pay for conversations. Brian, if you're listening, please call back in. I apologize. I have not ran the boards in quite some time, so I I, I dropped the Brian call there. Yeah. I think I remember how to do it. It's been a while, man. We've had we've had help in in um, recent months. And this morning, we're getting a nice test as to how how can Kelly and Steve run the show without the the producer, without the production staff. It, it might be no phone calls. That's what it might be. It just might be us bantering back and forth about uh, ways to avoid toll bridges, as it seems. That's all you want to do. I will I will bite the bullet and go across them, though. But, uh, waiting on Brian. Hey, I'm here, guys. Hey, Good Brian. morning. How you doing? How's it going, man? 
Brian, we got you. We got you on. Good morning, Brian. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you, guys. Steve, your Buckeyes, I know it was lowly Miami of Ohio, but I still think they uh, – uh, and George is the other team, that, and it was an impressive win over Notre Dame. I didn't know that they were going to rally like they did. But, uh, but the Buckeyes, I think, uh, really look good, and it'll be interesting to see when they get into Big Ten play. But what about, once again, Michigan – you know, going into a big game and throwing a, a, a real disappointing effort out. Yeah, for sure. But it was a 13 versus 11, I believe. So it wasn't the biggest upset in the history of college football, but... It was a beating. It was 21-0 pretty early, right? Yeah. No, it was not a good look. Yeah. No, it was not. Hey, let's talk Kentucky-Louisville. Uh, you know, Louisville got down big, twenty-one to nothing. They just did not seem to match the energy or speed of Florida State early in the game. But I was very impressed with the fact that Satterfield kept the team together. Last year's team would have folded up, went in the locker room, and started partying. But this team hung in there. I thought Malik Cunningham played real nice, especially in the third quarter. Um, good news for Cards fans: his father tweeted out. At about 11.30 last night, it was a sprained ankle. That I don't know if you saw the end of the yep. game, but he was carted off on the four, uh, on the last play. But they said sprained ankle. Fortunately, Louisville has a bye week this next coming week. So uh, Dad said he'll be fine. I thought he played great. You know, uh, it's interesting. He had some drop passes. He uh, They could not establish the running game. Florida State really had some very nice, probably future NFL alignment up there on both sides of the ball and they kind of kind of dominated the uh louisville's offensive line and louisville's got two good running backs but they didn't have much room to go anywhere so they did get 100 yards rushing but barely uh i don't know that they'll still be the acc leading uh but they fought back they got the lead and uh you know but uh not the worst loss in the world but guys what about the kentucky game uh i thought that was a real poor effort uh, for Kentucky, I thought they had a lot to play for. wasn't the best Mississippi State team. But, you know, all I read about on the Louisville boards is should pass play or, or, or Malik Cunningham or should we let Conley play again, the true freshman. I don't – I mean, does, does, does Stoops even recruit any quarterbacks? I mean, they got the 50-year senior. What if that guy doesn't decide to come in August? Do they just, what, put a lineman back there, a quarterback? I know Stoops is a – Defensive guy, but I have never really heard much about Kentucky uh, quarterbacks and, and backup quarterbacks. And uh, but you're supposed to get at least one or two quarterbacks in each each recruiting class. So I would think Kentucky has other options. But uh, Smith, they had to X-ray his shoulder at halftime, and X-rays came back negative. He was clearly hurt. He threw. He connected on 36 percent of his passes. Did not look good at all. Started the game with a pick six. Uh, I would have liked to seen Kentucky try another quarterback, especially late in the game when the game was over. But uh, does anybody know if Kentucky has any other quarterbacks on roster? They must. Yeah, I don't know. You're right, though. It seems like Stoops doesn't have a lot of options when it comes to quarterback. He's a defensive-minded coach, and I don't know. Uh, what, what do you think, Brian? I mean... Uh, Kentucky fans are happy with Stoops. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't understand it because you know 
the, the Mississippi State, that was a true freshman quarterback that really looked like a Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, he ran for over 100 yards. He passed the ball, but that was a true freshman. And with Kentucky's done a great job of recruiting. Stoops has done a fantastic job of recruiting at just about every other position. Uh, but I believe the, the quarterback that got hurt was a JUCO transfer. Uh, and, and this guy is definitely a grad transfer. So, um, I'm just, I'm just don't know if they, if they've got any other quarterbacks on roster. My wife said they have a fella by the name of Wood. I would definitely get someone else, uh, some snaps, but Kentucky goes to South Carolina last week. You know, these are three games that Kentucky won last year, Florida, Mississippi State, and then South Carolina. South Carolina really looks bad, but it's a home game, and if Kentucky doesn't bring any more effort than they had yesterday, that could be a tough game for them. So things aren't working out quite the, the way a lot of people thought for Kentucky. Louisville right now, low expectations. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, it, it, they'll get a bye week, and then they get a home game against Boston College, and they're going to have to win some of these home games, you know, moral victories. Uh, Satterfield's definitely, you know, doing some right th- things, but uh, they still got, I think, a nine-game ACC losing streak. I think they've got a uh, road losing streak in the ACC to date back to 2017. So, uh, you know, this feel-good Satterfield momentum is only going to carry on as long. You know, they had the lead with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter yesterday and could not hang on to it. So, uh I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it was a little disappointing. Uh, some real mental mistakes by Louisville. I don't know if you watch a game, but even right to the end, they they made, they stopped them, and they were going to go for a field goal, which had made it a seven-point game, and Louisville got the ball back with about a minute and a half, and they roughed the, yep. the, the, the field goal kicker and then punched, punched it in. So that was the end of that game. So some real mental mistakes and some drop passes. But, golly, talk about drop passes. Uh, Kentucky, you know, I'm getting on Smith, but they had numerous drop, two touchdown drop passes. And normally, Bowden, Bowden, I think his name is, a very skilled number one for Kentucky, I think is going to be an NFL player. Not if he continues to drop touchdown passes and other passes like he did. So uh, quarterback position wasn't helped much by the drop passes for Kentucky. But uh, bad day in the Commonwealth yesterday for both teams. Disappointing road losses. They'll try to regroup and go forward, but uh, good college football. Nice to see it back in the thing. And today we switch to uh, the NFL, and uh, I see where uh, uh, I think on CBS today in Louisville, we bo- we've got the Louisville quarterback NFL job. We got both Teddy and Lamar playing, so uh, they get some exposure. Be interesting to see what Teddy Bridgewater can do. Didn't get much done on the road last week against the Rams in a utility role, but now he's the starter at least probably half the season and uh be interesting to see if mr bridgewater can get back to that pro bowl form he had in uh 2015 when he was rookie of the year and selected to the pro bowl definitely looking over the stat line from the kentucky against mississippi state game um Tyler Bloyd, longtime friend of the weekend sports buzz, just a couple short weeks ago, was posting on social media that he he believes Sawyer Smith is the second coming of Tom Brady. What are your thoughts on that? I'm looking at 
His stat line, 15 of 41, zero touchdowns, one interception, 35.1 QB rating. Do we think he is, in fact, Tom Brady 2.0? Doesn't look like it to me, but in defense of the gentleman, he, uh, he was banged up and probably shouldn't have played in the second half. That goes back to my question on Stoops having other quarterbacks. I mean, I mean if you've got to x-ray your quarterback's shoulder at halftime and then it turns out it's not you know, broken or seriously damaged, uh, I'm sure still hurt. I mean, there must have been something going on. He did not play like the guy that had been playing earlier. And, of course, the pick six was a bad – I mean, that was – as Stoop said in the postgame interview, that really got the crowd into the game early. So, uh, you know – Here's a kid, guy that you know is a grad transfer from Troy, and his senior year at Troy, the only way he gets in is when a quarterback gets hurt, or he doesn't even play last year at Troy. So I'm, I'm sure Sawyer Smith, he looked great. I thought he did look good early on, not Tom Brady, but uh, you know, but clearly not, you know, the, the second coming of anybody, let alone the second coming of any great Kentucky quarterback. So he he, he seems to be a nice utility player that can play some active roles but if if that's if that's all Kentucky's got a quarterback it's going to be a very long year uh because for one he may not make it physically uh and for two I mean they've got a I mean I'm just I'm just really surprised with the great recruiting Stoops has done at just about every other position there doesn't seem to be that focus on the quarterback position uh for Kentucky since Stoops has been there in my opinion Great stuff, as always, from our man Brian the Insider. We always appreciate your contributions, Brian. Before we let you go, anything else in the world of sports you want to chime in on? Big upset in the uh, Pennsylvania Derby yesterday. Uh, I've been following the Pennsylvania Derby very closely because Maximum Security, the horse that was absolutely robbed in the Kentucky Derby, was going to make his uh, comeback in the uh, in the Pennsylvania Derby, and he was going to go against War Will uh, and Mark Cassie, uh, who who was involved in that uh, debacle at the Derby. And I was looking forward to seeing that rematch. Uh, it didn't happen. Maximum Security displaced his colon and had to have it put back in without surgery. So kind of a painful episode for him. He's going to be all right. They're trying to get him back for the Breeders' Cup. But it was won by a 30-to-1 shot, and I was glad to see, because I'm not a Mark Cassie fan, uh, I was glad to see War Will once again spit the bit and uh, finish off the board. So uh, six-horse race in a million-dollar field, uh, very, very disappointing for the Pennsylvania Derby. Uh, so uh, Churchill's got a great meet going on, guys. I don't know if you've made it out there. Uh, we got one more week next weekend, but uh, I've made it out there. They had great racing yesterday, uh, Thursday, Twilight Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday to end the September meet, and then it'll move to Keeneland next first uh, of the October, and then back to Churchill. And guys, I don't know if you know this, but it may be running all winter at Churchill if Kentucky if Churchill Downs and the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission get their wish. Uh, they're trying to close Turfway Park, build a new facility in Northern Kentucky, and if that happens, it's going to take a couple years to build it. So they'll be doing winter racing from December. So basically, the the fall meet would go from December. I'm sorry, from November to March for at least one year. I would think two years. So we might get a lot of racing. That's never happened in the 145 year history of Churchill Downs. They've never run over the winter. So uh, 
interesting stuff going on there. So that's all I got, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. I'll uh, hang up and listen. Thank you so much, Brian. Have a great rest of your weekend. Good stuff there from our man Brian the Insider. Always calling in with the chiming in on a little bit of everything, Steve, yep. including, of course, a little bit of horse racing. Absolutely. Sawyer Smith, 15 for 41. What do you think about that? Not the best. Not the best numbers. He did have some drops. It's how tough is it when receivers drop the ball? For some reason, I was watching a highlight last night of um, the 49ers against the Packers. Uh, the, the game that T.O. caught that ball over the middle and he was crying. Yeah. But what I didn't know is they showed highlights from early early in the game and T.O. had like four or five drops. But I ended up catching the big one to, to win the game. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah, you, yeah. Legendary. Was that, to, was that the last game to get into the playoffs or was that a wild card game? I think it was a wild card game, okay. I believe. But... You, nobody ever remembers, like, for example, Brett Favre through how many picks, right? Yeah. What really matters is what you produce, even if you throw a lot of picks or have a lot of errors or drop. Terrell Owens was year in, year out near the top for drop passes. Always. He was. People don't like to harp on that. That's okay. Nolan Ryan would have... Wouldn't have the best record a lot of years. Was he a scary presence on the mound? Yeah. Was Terrell Owens a threat for a big play every time he was out there? Yes. So it's that's what the beauty of sports really is. It, it it brings a lot of subjective analysis into it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I interviewed my man Scott Smith of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky a couple weeks ago. And he, when he raised his son in Jiu-Jitsu, Dalton, he pushed him real hard. And he wanted him to be a champion. And by the age of seven, Dalton quit. And then he didn't come back to the mats until he was like 20. I drew a parallel between that and Billy Bean. Just one moment here. Yeah, fair enough. We'll see where this story goes. we got another call coming in, hopefully, to talk about... Um Maybe about some Sawyer Smith and Kentucky football. Um, from Brian's call, it sounds like he's pretty high on the Ohio State Buckeyes, which I've been feeling pretty good about. The last few weeks he's touched on them. Uh, they won 76-5 to over Miami of Ohio. Justin Fields, Kelly, the Ohio State quarterback, six touchdowns in the second quarter. Justin Fields alone, six TDs in the second quarter. Wow, that's amazing. They were playing Miami of Ohio, though. Yeah. Isn't that where Ben Roethlisberger yep. played? But uh, Ohio State will have to play Wisconsin this year. So that could be, you know, that could be a playoff game. Okay. I know everyone is on the edge of their seat with my parallel I'm drawing between Dalton and Scott Smith and Billy Bean. I'll explain that in more detail here in a few minutes. But for now, I want to remind our listeners, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now where we have our man, you guessed it, Carolina Steve is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Carolina? That's just fine. Ohio State. 
but they've never beaten Clemson in the history of football. Wow. Steve, rebuttal? Well, each time they played them, their team wasn't as good. I mean, that's just a fact. That's just what it is. Clemson is tough. Last two times uh, they played, Clemson had the better team. Well, the first time they ever played, we retired, and he got fired. Probably the best coach they've ever had there. Woody Woody Hayes, yeah. Punching a player, I know that all too well. Yeah. Well, the, the player he punched, he made a mistake. At the time, was the strongest player in college football. He bit. He was the first college football player to bench over five hundred pounds. Wow. Okay. But I, I'm not in a bit interested. The little team, they'll be, they'll be okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested in uh, what happened with the local team. I thought Louisville had a chance. They didn't. They uh, toward the end, uh, Florida State came on. Uh, UK was just, uh, I don't know. Evidently, they were still on a little bit of a hangover from uh, the game last week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what, do you, what do you think of Sawyer Smith, the quarterback for Kentucky? He was 15 of 41 with no touchdowns. One interception, did not have a big performance yesterday. And as Brian continually mentioned, it doesn't appear UK has m- many options off the bench if their quarterback is, is hurt and having a bad game. I mean, you would think they would have put somebody else in there, but they much, must not have much confidence in whoever else is on the bench for the quarterback position. Yeah, well, it's your it's going to be kind of interesting to see. Uh, don't they have South Carolina next? They do. They'll beat them because, uh, did you see what happened with uh, when Kelly Bryant led the Missouri Tigers against South Carolina? Um, I, I did see a little bit of that. That's that's going to be uh, Muscat's on his way out. Uh, all over Facebook, there's a... Uh, pictures of his house with four trail signs in front of it. Okay. Well, yeah. I, you know, I, I can't argue with that. What coaches across the country are really on the hot seat right now? Is Harbaugh at Michigan at the top of that list, Carolina? No, I'd say Buskett's at the top of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Difficult to argue with that. Harbaugh's in the top five. Anyone else? What about Taggart? Thank goodness for the Seminoles that they ended up winning that game yesterday. But Taggart still has to be considered to be very much so on the hot seat. Yeah, he's uh, he's in the top five. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, comes out after this season uh, with, what, uh, with the coaches and some of them that started the season uh, – Gus Malzahn was on the hot seat. Now I think he's kind of gone to the cool seat. Okay. What What about Satterfield in Louisville? I know you're a uh, – we will continually reference Carolina Steve as a representative for Scott Satterfield. What are your thoughts, your weekly thoughts, your updates on the job Satterfield is doing for the Louisville Cardinals? Well, I think Satterfield's going to be fine. Let him get his players in there. You saw what his players did yesterday when they went to Chapel Hill 
and beat the Tar Heels. Oh, you're right. His point. You're right. They did yesterday at Appalachian State. Yeah. And and we know the Tar Heels are tough this year. I know they they now have I think a couple losses in a row. So uh, not as is uh, Mac Brown's not as hot riding high as high as he once was, but a big win for Appalachian State. Yes, but that's the, did you realize that's the first time those two teams in state rivals had ever played since nineteen forty. I did not know that. That's wild, man. That's a the, the college football world across the country. There's so many uh, little different intricacies involved at all times, and the state of Carolina certainly has its its share of active uh, storylines. And uh, like I said, Mac Brown, what was it? Just three weeks ago, everyone across the country was singing his praises. Not so much anymore. Now he looks like he's he's washed up. Well, I tell you what, I'm worried about uh, Wake Forest now. To me, they've probably got the second-best team in the ACC if we play them later this year. So that ought to be uh, interesting. And uh, Virginia, they were down to, uh, was it ODU? Yeah, Old Dominion, yep. ODU, you know, beat uh, Virginia Tech last year. Okay. Carolina, as always, we appreciate your call. Before we let you go, anything else you want to chime in on? Well, last week I, I didn't know about it until uh, the next day. I didn't get a chance to tell y'all. But there was a big, big visitor up at Salem, Indiana, at the high banks up there. My favorite Super Bowl coach ever was in the stands watching his grandson win up there in the ARCA race, that would be Coach Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. Talk about someone who is right up Carolina Steve's alley, right? Joe Gibbs. What's his resume? If you were to give me, Carolina, Joe Gibbs career highlights, what would you say? If you were just to make a couple bullet points, what would you say for Joe Gibbs, Carolina? Well, Joe Gibbs, I think he's the only coach ever to win the Super Bowl, wasn't it, with three different quarterbacks? Okay. And he is, uh, he's the last good coach that uh, the Washington Redskins had. And he's, uh, he also has had, uh, I believe it's, uh, he had Kyle Bush as the uh, champion. He had, uh, I think so. It's going to be interesting with this year. I, I watched it last night. I'm flipping back and forth between Clemson and uh, the race and everything. And his driver, by the way, finished one, two, three, four last night. Great stuff, Carolina. We appreciate your updates. We appreciate you. You have a great rest of your weekend, Carolina. We hope to hear from you next Sunday. I'll talk to you next Sunday. Have a good one, brother. Great stuff. I love it. Carolina Steve, back in the back in the saddle. I feel for the sake of calling into the weekend sports buzz. Carolina Steve is rejuvenated, possibly with Satterfield coming to Louisville. Maybe, yeah. Jeremy Pruitt. Also on the list of coaches on the hot seat. Okay. But it's just some musical chairs, isn't it? I mean, they're all just going to take the other person's job. Satterfield will go to Tennessee. And, yeah. And Pruitt will go to will go to North Carolina after Bob, Mac Brown's fired. Bob Stoops will go to Florida State. Yeah. Les Miles will go to uh, South Carolina. We should announce it all right here. I just got a text from my, my man Johnny Patrick said Antonio Brown retired. 
Retired. Okay. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Do you see that? I can't keep up with them, man. I try. I try my best. But how he, many different allegations have came out? I know this is we're we're kind of all over the place right now. But I want to give a shout out to my ten year old son who is out there on the edge, cutting the breaking news. <laughs> what a, I I felt like I had a rough week this past week. You know, I was busy and always feel like I'm working on catching up. Antonio Brown arguably a rougher week than Kelly Patrick. Yeah, he. the thing was, he was fine with the Patriots, but as soon as Bob Kraft found out that uh, Antonio Brown was still texting one of his accusers and threatening them. Threatening, that's the thing that's right when there. He's, that's when he lost it. They said Bob Kraft was extremely mad. <laughs> But oh, Bob! Don't don't give me the low hanging fruit there with Bob Kraft. Don't let get me back on his stories about Southern hey, Florida. Don't rub him the wrong way. Is all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> um, that reminds me of the OJ Twitter account. We should follow Bob Kraft on Twitter and just have a bunch of whoa! Don't rub Bob the wrong way. <laughs> type comments on everything he tweets. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is five zero two three eight four. 1450 we would love to hear from you love to have your insight into the world of sports the topics we're discussing we're going to head back to the buzz line now where we have our man mike gandolfo is on the line with us Longtime friend of the show how are you this morning mike uh i'm good man how are you doing doing very well appreciate you calling in you know i'm calling in a little long long day of football yesterday it was, uh, i thought you know obviously kentucky was disappointing um but I was, even in a loss, I was probably pleasantly surprised that Notre Dame actually didn't even really play well on the offensive side, but their defense was enough to have them hang in that football game with Georgia. Uh, made me feel pretty good about where the Irish are. Um, you know, and, the, and, I, and I hear you guys talking a lot about the back of a quarterback situation at Kentucky, and, and people forget that when Terry went down, you know, uh, they also had a guy named Nick Scalzo who was on that Netflix QB1 show or whatever it was. Uh, that kid is out with an ACL, so they they literally have two quarterbacks that are out completely. How and long is have the? Uh, and then they've got they had you know um, Sawyer was kind of was the third guy there anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but and then they lost Gunnar Hope to Ohio State. That's uh, right. As a grad transfer, so I don't know if it's fair to really kind of bash Stoops about where he was in the quarterback position. Came into the year thinking he was going to have four. And he's just now, and, and he, they do. They got the kid from. I think he's from Lexington Catholic. Who's is, who's Sawyer's backup? But I mean, I I don't think that guy's SEC ready by any means. Okay, so Sawyer Smith, it is for as long as he can remain healthy for this Kentucky Wildcats uh, football program, huh, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I think it, you, you're just gonna have to kind of roll with him as, as long as you can put him out there. I I kind of wonder actually, especially since he can't catch the ball, if the next quarterback up might even be Lynn Bowden. Um, wow, he, he did he throw is, a pass last night. I mean, he's been dropping passes all year, and the fact that they don't go target the Wagner guy, that who I think has been the budding star of this UK offense, uh, I don't. I have no idea why they don't throw more and target more to to his side of the ball. It's, he gets a lot of single coverage, and he's so big and massive. It seems like every single time you throw the ball, you see either a catch, a spectacular catch, or a, or a uh, pass interference penalty. So. Um, 
you know, I'd, I'd really like to see them target him more than Lynn Bowden. Maybe, the, like I said, the answer is putting Lynn Bowden back at quarterback, but uh, I'm sure you would get a lot of times where Lynn Bowden likes having the ball in his hands, and, and I don't know how much he'd be willing to share. So I don't know if that'd be good for the team or not. Well, when you have limited options, as you referenced, you're trying to manage a roster. You know, you have limited roster spots, and I appreciate the update on the dilemma Stoops is facing with the limited roster spots and, of course, the injuries and the the transfer to Ohio State. So, I mean, it's difficult. It's easy to sit, what do they say, an armchair quarterback. And, I mean, it's very easy to be critical of a coach, but when you're trying to address... All the facets of your football team, you, you don't have to necessarily account for what would they needed, five or six quarterbacks who are ready prior to the season? No, you're not going to plan for that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's bad luck, but that's okay. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll do fine. I think I kind of chalked yesterday up, uh, yesterday up to a loss anyway. Uh, to me, Kentucky's basically right where I thought they would be. And... Uh, you know, hopefully they can go into South Carolina and get a win there. So, what about uh, Louisville? What do you think of Louisville at this point, Mike? Man, just disappointing. I, you know, the the really thing for a Kentucky fan that's tough about Louisville in general is that they they got guys that are hard to dislike. You know, Chris Mack's hard to dislike. Charlie Tyree's hard to dislike, and, uh, and Scott Satterfield's hard to dislike. And Scott Satterfield's got those kids playing really, really hard, and and they're you know they're going through growing pains. And I, I, you know. I think they got the right guy there. I, I honestly feel like they might have been fortunate that Brom said no. And, uh, you know, head, you know, big kudos to Charlie Tyree for going out there and getting his man. And um, and hopefully it works out for everybody involved. But it's I, – I can't even begin to, to just applaud how well they've bounced back from just being the most corrupt – university not even athletic program university in the in the freaking country and well them or michigan state one of the two and and they have really made these changes the president's awesome and the and tyree's got the athletic program going in the right direction it's just it's pretty impressive mike as always we appreciate your call here on the weekend sports bus before we let you go anything else you want to chime in on maybe any nfl stories you have any thoughts on antonio brown or any of the other hot button topics in the nfl well, i just love the fact that the nfl you know isn't is bigger than one player i mean i think that's the bottom line i don't think antonio brown thought he was i thought he i think he thought he was bigger than the league and that he was going to be able to play no matter what he did, and I, I kind of like the fact that they're just saying, no, we're not putting up with this, no matter how talented you are. And, uh, and Brian, the insider, talked a lot about the horse racing yesterday, huge upset in the ACAC. Um, and the, the Cotillion, which was the race for the Phillies, also had a, a milder upset. But um, I think overall you see how terrible this three-year-old class is in the horse racing world is, is basically another kind of just take. But – I don't know how many people are really interested in that. I know Brian and I are. (laughs) We do appreciate the updates. You know, it's not my area of expertise like it is for you, Mike, or or Brian. But we do appreciate the, you know, the contributions to the show and trying to keep our listeners at least a little engaged with it. So it's always welcomed, the horse racing talk. Just like you do on the UFC side. Wasn't there a controversial UFC finish last night? There was. There, man, it was in Mexico City. Okay, there was a controversial finish, and I don't want to get off too far into a, 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 a tangent, but 
Yeah, it, it ended crazy. People were throwing things into the cage, water bottles. It got real crazy last night. So you're right, um, it, Mike. Yeah, I, I, I always get feedback from our listeners that we don't need to talk too much, you know, national UFC or even local necessarily sure. MMA. But, you know, I, I think it's interesting and obviously i'm a big fan of it so mike as always we appreciate your call and your contributions to the show have a great rest of your weekend thank you all right see you. good stuff there i love it man i love having our man mike gandolfo call in following up on the brian the insider horse racing talk that means he listened that means he heard what brian had to say and we got a couple horse ra- what i would consider to be horse racing gurus feeding off of each other absolutely and he touched on, it is kind of funny how quick these programs can bounce back from just complete embarrassment or, you know, if Louisville's the most corrupt uh, university in the country, how quick you could turn that around, right? I mean, you look at Penn State, Michigan State, Baylor hasn't quite done it with, uh, you know, what Art Bryles did there, but even Ohio State losing Jim Trestle with the tattoo scandal or you know, giving where's, Maurice Claire out a car. Where's Jim Trussell at now? I think he's like the uh, athletic director at Youngstown State. Okay. Maybe he, the president. He's Youngstown been there State. for a few years now. Yeah. The senator. That's what they call him. So, due to an eye poke last night in Mexico City, Yair Rodriguez uh, main event ended in a draw. Okay. <laughs> it was Jeremy Stevens and Yair Rodriguez. So, a big fight in the main event. Ended in a draw due to an eye poke. And fans just got real crazy and started throwing stuff into the cage. And it got wild. Right up my alley, right, Steve? Yeah, that's what you like. (laughs) I hate, you know, I don't hate to say, but yeah, I like excitement. And I don't know if that's good for the sport. I do appreciate that the UFC is continually expanding and trying to go all across the world. They recently had a female... Chinese champion. Okay, so they've remember when Yao Ming got big in the NBA and China became obsessed with basketball and how how did we know when they opened up the internet voting for the All-Star game each year? Yeah. They're like, "Oh, look, these guys get this votes, these guys get this votes." Oh, and then Yao Ming gets 10 times more votes than anyone else. And also the Houston there's still tons of Houston Rockets fans in China. Because of that. So I appreciate the international approach to the UFC growing across the world. MMA is still a a relatively new sport, really put together in 1993. But so it's new, but the growth of it. And I appreciate Mike giving a shout out to the, the, the different angles that we bring to the table here on the weekend sports buzz. That's kind of the shtick that we're going for. I've always associated, Steve, and you've been there with me from a very early stage of this. Being a sports fan is a, is fun. I enjoy it. But the fight, fighting, following fighting, yes, it's a part of my sports fan identity. And I feel that it has in a, for a long time been that way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Max Kellerman uh, embodies kind of my uh, opinion, uh, my uh, vis- vision of what a true sports commentator or analysis analyst really is is somebody who follows sports yeah basketball baseball football but they're aware of the fight game anything going on right now that intrigues you in the fight game steve um not really um 
just Fury's fight last week, but nothing. What did you think of that? I, we been, talked about I, it last week a little uh, bit. I've kind of been outside of the pay-per-view the, the pay-per-view discussion. I, I haven't even gotten any of them just due to, well, I don't have ESPN+. Plus, I don't have DAZN. And I know I should have ESPN+, Plus, but, you know, I think in the, in the next year or two, I'm just going to have to figure out which – am I going to have cable or am I going to have six apps, you know? It's just – I'm waiting through that process while at the same time trying to watch pay-per-views over friends' houses, mm-hmm. right? Free load. I, I, my neighbor, I went, I went and saw the Stipe DC fight over there. What'd you so think I'm of not, that? I'm not missing all of them. What'd you think of Stipe? Yeah, he look, I like him. He looked good. He so. made adjustments. I don't know that he's the best representative for the sport because he, when he talks, he kind of has a slurs his speech a little bit, and I don't know that that's a good image for the sport, if that makes sense. I hate to dwell on that, but we appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We are on the air here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X, every Sunday morning from 9 to 11. I am Kelly Patrick, alongside my man, Steve Driver. We appreciate you tuning in. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. WXVW, the Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Amber Maupin of Abbott Realty. If you're interested in selling a property or buying a property anywhere in the state of Kentucky, please use Amber Maupin. She can help you to check out properties or any type of assistance for your realtor needs. Amber would be more than happy to help you. Please call or text her at 502-762-4443. Also, of course, Louisville Combat Academy, located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. 
Got to do a little bit of uh, a Kelly Patrick show episode last night. My man Brandon Bishop joined me. He'll be back with me for another episode tonight. We appreciate the support from everyone over there at Louisville Combat Academy. Of course, we got the Fergusons. We have A.J. Jenkins, Brandon Bishop. I mean, there's a, a full slew of just absolute killers over there at Louisville Combat Academy. More active MMA fighters than any gym in the state of Kentucky. If you want to train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for yourself or your children, you want to better your life, that's a great place to go. Or if you're interested in getting into the cage, Louisville Combat Academy is the place to be. Steve, what have we not gotten to this morning? we got an entire second hour ahead of us. There's a there's a lot of NFL topics uh, if you'd like to get to. Number one, I think your boy, Daniel Jones, for the New York football giants, will get his first start today. Why do you say he's my boy, Steve? You've been, you like him because everybody hates him. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks he's going to be terrible. They drafted him. Ah, oh, worst pick ever. These are the kind of guys that you support. A lot of pressure on me right now for him to have a good game today, right? Yeah, just imagine the pressure on him. Daniel Jones out of Duke. Connections to the Manning family, right? David Cutcliffe, the coach. Long-time relationship with the Mannings. And we have an opportunity now for the Giants at Tampa Bay today at 4.05 p.m. on Fox. Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Daniel Jones chance to you know what's cool is i and i know this sounds cheesy and people can be critical of it but eli manning was told he was being benched in favor of the rookie and from all reports what he did was he immediately went to the back and started helping daniel jones get ready isn't that cool yeah that's cool do you think am i overstating that do you think eli was kind of kind of okay with it i saw his win loss record was like Uh, it's it's even, I think, completely even. Maybe like 106 and 106, something like that. Win-loss record, probably not, I don't think it's that high, but I'm kind of surprised he was just that okay with it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's probably going to make the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. based on two Super Bowl wins. But besides that, he's been kind of lackluster his entire career. He right. really has, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, the backup quarterback gig is a pretty good one in the NFL. If you can hold a clipboard, how many years do you think Eli has left? Now, one max, and then he retires. Yeah, I don't know, man. Or this could be it. Honestly, if he's going to take to be in a back team, why? Because he needs to start. Well, Daniel Jones is is the future. Why not be a backup for the last few years of your career? Okay, you could. I would. Does he have another gig that'll pay you him that would, much? But how many how many years did Eli start in a row? How, how long has Eli been in the league for? I'll bring it up. Seventeen here. years. I don't think that long. Still, he was in that same draft. All right, he's thirty eight years old. He was drafted in two thousand four, so thirteen, fourteen years, fifteen years, fifteen years. You're right. Four time Pro Bowler. 2008, 2011, 2012, 2015. 
career record. Let me see. How does that work with the Pro Bowl? Like, if if the top few guys that are picked are like, eh, I'm, I'm kind of they got a nagging injury, I don't want to go, and they, they pick a few backup guys that weren't originally sele- selected, but they're picked to fill in. Does that count as a Pro Bowl for them? It has to, right? For the backup, the guy who gets yeah. in via default, yes. Oh, yeah. And then you, you get to brag about that for the rest of your life. See, I don't see. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's true. That's how it works. I'm not looking at Eli's stats, but were those his only playoff wins as well? Those two years that he won the Super Bowl, did he win another playoff game besides those two years? Maybe like one. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, but he beat the best team of all time, right? Postseason statistics. Look, in 2005. He played one game, 2006, one game, 2007, four for four. And then in 2011, four games. So, yeah, they, they were eliminated in the first round in 2005, 2006, 2008, and 2016. So, other, you're right. Other than those two years, not much. It's difficult, man. It's difficult because all in all, you have to be happy with his career if you're a Giants fan, right? He won you two damn Super Bowls, right? Yep. How are you? How are my Bengals doing? I, would I take that from 2004 to now? Would I take that? Yeah, yeah. Would you take that as a Browns fan? Absolutely. Absolutely, you would. Absolutely, you would. That same draft, 2004. Philip Rivers was drafted in the fourth fourth overall pick, whereas, of course, our man E.I. Manning, we all know, was drafted number one overall at Ole Miss. But he didn't want to play for the Chargers. He didn't want to play for the Chargers. What a diva move. You saying E.I. Manning's a diva? Yeah, I mean, was San Diego wasn't a big enough market for you. I guess when it all works out and you win two Super Bowls, it's fine. But, man, if any other loudmouth player would have done that, we would have ragged on them their entire career, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right? You just don't hear anything out of them. So it's like, well, then he goes very on subtle. In the day and age of free agency, Eli goes on and plays for, what, 15 years for the same team. Doesn't sound like he's not really a diva. Yeah, well, Phillip Rivers has played... Just as long for the Chargers, right? True. I would say he's not a diva. Would you? But Eli still had to have the the bigger market. Yeah, I agree. For marketing purposes, they held out, and that's a diva move to start his career. But all in all, in hindsight, it doesn't look to me like Eli's that big of a diva. Seems like a good dude to me. All right. Now, Philip Rivers at one time, do you remember when Philip Rivers and the Chargers were playing against the Colts and... All the Colts fans were so upset about Philip Rivers kind of talking trash to the crowd. And Philip Rivers has had a little bit more of an attitude during his playing days. Remember at the beginning of his career? All right, look. Philip Rivers, eight Pro Bowls. E.I. Manning, two Pro Bowls. It's wild. Quarterback position is difficult to analyze. Speaking of the quarterback position, Brian mentioned it. But today, Drew Brees is hurt, and they announced for New Orleans, 
Guess who's the starting quarterback, Steve? It'll be Bridgewater. I, I think Taysom Hill is going to get some reps today, though. I really do. Okay. The other backup, the one that even when Breeze plays, they bring him in for running packages. He can still throw, though. So I think they'll start the game, see how Bridgewater's playing. You know, if he has two or three drives where he struggles, I could see Taysom Hill coming in. Mm-hmm. A lot of backup. Mason Rudolph for the Steelers. Kyle Allen for the Panthers. Um, Josh Rosen is coming in for the Dolphins to try to not lose by 40. Did you see the the meme that I... Yeah, I showed that to you during the break. It said... Here, let me let me bring that back up here, Steve. What did it say? Cromarty. Antonio Cromarty plays for the Dolphins, has more kids, 14... Then the Dolphins have points this season. Do you think the season will end with him? I mean, how many? Is he getting ready to have a couple more kids? He supposedly had a visectomy and has had kids since then. So maybe he's immune to visectomies? I guess, but also 10 points isn't, you know, on the entire year. Yeah, they're going to score That's more not, than that. Yeah, they should definitely score more than however many kids he has, right? I would think so, unless he's getting ready to have a bunch more. So that I thought it was a neat meme. It's neat to it's neat to know things like that, right, Steve? Yeah, very important. Very important. Looking across the NFL landscape today, Steve, we have the Bengals sitting at zero and two against Buffalo. It's two and zero at one o'clock. Okay, Buffalo is favored by six. I wouldn't mind watching that game to be honest with you. I, I mean, the Bills are are intriguing to me. Cincinnati's going. I think it's in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That's just a game I like to watch. I like. I like Josh Allen. You like seeing the drunk Buffalo Bills fans? Yeah, I do. What? What's your favorite thing you've seen a drunk Buffalo Bills fan do, Steve? There's uh, too many things. No, too, let's just hear. Let's hear an example of one. They do things like they're pro wrestlers. They get drunk and then they slam. Sometimes women through tables. And it looks like it hurts, but they're all cheering and they're all very happy and drunk. You're still missing out on the best thing. Let's hear it. Um, one of the fans threw a, a sex toy on the field once. Oh, I remember the, that. Uh, and the, the ref Patriots. had to go grab it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Are they the best fan base in the world of sports? But it's just nice to see, you know, I kind of include the Bills in the Browns whole. We're the same. The Browns are the Bills. So whenever whenever they do well, they started 2-0. and It's like, hey, I, you know, Browns and Bills fans, there's camaraderie between us. That's a blue-collared blue town, or used to be, right? And you've had a terrible team for years. No one thinks that you'll ever be good. You can relate to the Bills fans. Yeah. You get as drunk while watching football... As your average Bills fan. No. At one point, did you? No. Okay. Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz line. We got our man Blue on the line with us. Blue, how are you this morning? Uh, good morning, Kelly. How, how you doing, man? Doing very well. Appreciate you calling in. Oh, sure. Yeah, I love sports, man. Look forward to your show. Hey, I'm, I'm going to make a few comments like I usually do. It's just kind of like to jump around. I want to start off by saying that I want to give a shout-out to Lamar Jackson, man. Hey, Kelly, a couple years ago when he won the Heisman, 
and I made the comment that uh, I didn't think he would do do well in the NFL because he, he he wasn't passing the ball. Matter of fact, he was the leading rusher on his on his team NFL team. So I, I heard that he made a co- uh, commitment to passing. And when you watch him play, Kelly man, uh, you can see where where he, where he committed his game and his talents to passing. Now he puts the ball right where the receivers can just put the hand out, and it's there. You know, I, I love to watch him play now even more. And so he, he's a double threat now, man. I, I love it. I'm with uh, you, Blue. I love Lamar Jackson. I, I I love the Lamar Jackson experiment. And how high is the ceiling if he sticks with this type of play? I mean, he could be the NFL MVP. Oh man, he he, he is awesome. Look forward to, to the game today against Kansas City, man. That's gonna be a great game. Uh, and also, if 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 if, if that retarded dude, I don't mean to say retarded. If that jerk Antonio Brown has, has retired. He's done the NFL a favor, man. I can't stand it, guys. He's talented as all world, man, but the distractions he brings, the crazy stuff he brings, good riddance, man. Um, and, and also, let me move over to basketball. Give, give my uh, uh, thanks to uh, Tony Bennett, Virginia coach, for turning down, uh, not receiving a, a big offer that they, they offered him. He said, no, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm here to do my job. So congratulations, Tony Bennett. That's what real coaches do, man. I, I love it. Uh, and also, um, it's okay to see somebody recruiting, isn't Kelly? Kentucky did uh, get a commitment from a five-star, so want to keep that in mind, too. I enjoy your show, man. Appreciate you calling in, Blue. I don't think we've heard from you in the last couple weeks. You're one of my very most valued callers. I appreciate your contribution. So I, if I don't hear from you for a couple weeks, Blue, I get like like nervous. Like, what happened? We pissed Blue off? Oh, no, 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 man. I, no, it, it's all fun. I, I enjoy it. I, I wish they would stop saying I hate uh, Calipari. I don't hate him, man. Okay. It's the thing about that. I think he gets overdue, uh, you, you know, he gets overdue praise, man. I mean, that's all. I don't hate the man. He coaches my favorite team, man. Like, no, I, there's no hate there, man. Looking forward to the games today and college, you know, basketball is coming around. So, hey, thanks, man. Great stuff, as always, from our man Blue. I love it, Steve. It makes me so happy when Blue calls in. I think he is near the top. Uh, it's Carolina Steve, too. Those guys are sports fans. I'm 36. What are you, Steve? 33? Yep. Okay. They're sports fans who've simply been watching sports quite a bit longer than we have, right? We've been sports fans since we were real little. They have, too. They just have quite a few years on us. So I appreciate their insight. I don't mean, I'm not saying that in a negative way. You know, I love that we have a, a blue, we have truth. We have Carolina Steve. Even Marcus is, you know, 10 years older than me. So, I mean, I love the insight from the collection of different callers and the different perspectives. Blue, thank you so much for your call. Any thoughts it's on Blue's a, a call there? He on Antonio Brown, huh? He did. He used the R word on Antonio Brown, didn't he? We should have Blue call in every week just to say who the dumbest person in all of sports is. That's okay. For that week. I'm cool with that. You know Blue's Without listening. a doubt, Antonio Brown takes he, it this week. Not only... Okay, so there's a diff, there's different levels of being dumb, right? There's different levels. Okay. Now, you can be dumb to where you are mean to people and it doesn't seem to be in your best interest that you're rude to people. I consider that a form of being dumb, right? But if you are dumb to the point where it impacts your own pocketbook, yep. that is a different level. I saw where he was going to make $30 million this year. Now he's going to make like $125,000. $30 $125,000. Are you kidding me? What kind of an idiot... 
does that. And when he was thirty million, remember this was his master plan to get out of the Raiders organization to go to the Patriots. He planned this all along. Well, that's what people were saying. No, he, no, he didn't. And when he got there, he was still sending threatening texts to that girl. What are you thinking? I mean, the Patriots would have kept him through all that if he didn't do that, you know? Here's an article from Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports. Okay. <laughs> a couple of days ago, it says, 11 days ago, the Patriots gave Antonio Brown a $9 million signing bonus. So at one point, a few days ago, it looked like, I love that Blue re-injected this conversation. Into the show. All right. About a week ago, it looked like, well, Antonio Brown was going to make $30 million this year, but With now he's going to... yeah. Yeah. Now he's going to make nine. He'll survive, right? That's what we were saying. So, 11 days ago, so now that's 13 days ago, the Patriots gave Antonio Brown a $9 million signing bonus, but they've yet to actually give him any of it. So, this article was written... Prior to Antonio Brown being cut by the Raiders. I'm sorry, by the Patriots. Okay. So if I'm looking down here really at the money thing, I I know this is his issue and money isn't everything, right? It's not. Honestly, money can cause problems at times. But he it looks like he's gonna walk with like one twenty five this year, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, especially when you have a chance to have guaranteed money coming in, even if you get hurt. He did recently come out to say uh, Johnny Patrick was right. He has said that he's done with the NFL. Um, I have his exact tweet. I sent it to you earlier, Kelly. I don't know. Yeah, Johnny Patrick doing a good job of breaking the news on the weekend sports buzz. Antonio Brown retired. Can you read that tweet, please? Yeah, will not be playing in the NFL anymore. These owners could cancel deals, do whatever they want at any time. We will see if the NFL PA... Hold them accountable. Sad they can just void guarantees anytime going on 40 mil, two months. We'll see if the... That's all. It cut off after that. <laughs> he has a lot of rants. I don't know if you've checked out any of the messages he sent to the um, accusers or, or victims, allegedly, but... <laughs> Doesn't seem to be doing well. No. I mean, I feel for him in a way because, you know, he's got a family and... He was going to earn a lot of money, and he's a very talented football player. But you cannot say he's very intelligent when he was due to make $30 million. Okay, after taxes, that $30 million is what? $15 million? Oh. <laughs> Put that in the bank, and then you could retire from that point. But now he's retired with a fraction of what he was due to make for this year. So the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz line. Where we have our man, the truth is on the line with us. Truth, how are you this morning? All right, let me let me throw something out. We're not talking about practice. We talk about we played to win the game. We talk about thirty million dollars a man throw away. Yeah, um, absolutely amazing. I can't get over it. Truth, would if you were due to make thirty million dollars this year, would you try try your very best not to screw that up, or what would you do? Listen, $30 million, you know, I will never make that kind of money in my lifetime. <laughs> me neither, to be honest, me neither. I mean, what do you know what gets me uh, about uh, wide receivers, uh, athletes? Here we, we struggle to work hard, and some people struggle just to make men away, and they get $30 million. They say they can't live off of 
But there's people live off twenty thousand and all that, and 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 they ungrateful. They, you know, people like him don't need to be in the league, for real. Sure. No, I, I especially with the threatening text messages and what about the story where he was going to the doctor and he was pa- uh, passing gas in the doctor's face repeatedly. Thoughts on that? I don't think he should be in the league anymore. Yeah. Here's here. You know, I you know I'm not racist. Y'all know me. I call in. At my job, we we got uh, at my job where I work at. We have rules, guidelines. If I break these rules, I lose my job. Okay. And and even even with athletes and even without it, I'm gonna share this with at my pilots. We got this no talk. If we go out and get so we get in trouble and get to do even if it's a misdemeanor, we automatically terminate it and we lose our bonus. Okay. There's nothing. And because we sign a piece of paper and said we abide by the rules. And so they know different than what we work at. And you know what? I'm going to leave y'all with this because I'm sick and tired. I'm mad. Uh, I am sick and tired of how ESPN, uh, they're supposed to be a sports channel. You know what I'm saying? They have come in. They done came to Fox 7 News. You notice that? Sure. Yeah, the, you're right. They are. They're uh, sensationalism. Truth, I'm going to ask you, why did you have to clarify that you're not racist? So what? Why did you have to clarify? You said, you know me, I'm not racist. Why did you have to clarify that? I didn't hear any ra- anything about any racial... Uh, I didn't hear you mention anything about any racial things. Uh, well, I'm, I, I'm, if you notice, under the last two years, I've been saying a lot of stuff. Uh, have, uh, if I'm, you see, I'm getting in more into vibing to the different public speaking and stuff sure. like that. Uh, here's here's why I have came uh, at, in my life. Uh, um, you know, I in the last I say last 14 months, the truth lost a mother. I lost two sisters and I lost a brother. Wow! I just lost. And my mother, my mother told me, she said, "You have a platform, and and you need to take advantage of that." You know, I love sports, but I I just sat back. Because y'all good people, y'all been good to me, and I I see this country going another way, and so we have to use our platform, use the word wisdom wise, and we cannot be a food, and you know we know the world is not perfect, but we have to use our platform the right way, and make it positive when there's negativity with the young people. We are, we got to show, and we got to make a difference in people's life, and that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. I believe in many instances, sports brings us together, regardless of race or political affiliation. Would you agree with that? Uh, so what? I believe the sport, following sports, being a fan of sports, brings us, us being the people in the United States and across the world, the world of sports brings us together regardless of race or a political affiliation. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. I I I I see this uh, because we come in. Let's 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 keep it real. I'm I'm the type of guy to keep it real. Sports when it comes to religion. See, because I look at it like this: people take their uh, platform 
like we're going to use the police as an example. Uh, some, there's good police, there's bad police. But the law say obey the uh, law of the land. And then some people take it the wrong way, make it a racist thing, then they make it a, But they, here's how I am with my life. Uh, I believe that there's good and there's evil. But there's good in sports and there's bad in sports. But what we need to do, let's be real about it. If you done something, be real about it. Don't hide about it. Let's don't lie about it. You see what I'm saying? I believe in front of the issue right then and there and don't drag it through the mud. Okay. And that's what, that's what kind of person I am. That's how I live my life. Truth, as always, we appreciate your call, and you're more than welcome. Right, I thank you. I thank you very much. I'm on my way walking to church, but I got to do one thing before I go. Go Hoosiers and beat Kentucky Wildcats and thinking Lower Cardinal is no good. And I'm out of there. And it's the following line because the truth says so. <laughs> thank you so much for the call, Truth. We appreciate your contribution to the weekend sports buzz. As always, Steve, yeah. what a- what a great uh, regular caller. I mean, this is the morning where we're getting everybody. We got our man, Mike Gandolfo, Brian the Insider, Carolina Steve, Blue, The Truth. A lot of interaction on the weekend sports buzz this morning. I love it. We've got positive momentum that we've built up over the past eight years on the air. Steve, you've been with me here for, what, four years? Yeah, probably. About four, yep. something like that. And I, I think it's great. I, I absolutely love coming here every Sunday morning and being able to recap everything in the world of sports. We'll have our man Gary Love in soon. Our man Chris Embry will be back in with us shortly. And, I mean, we just got a nice rotation going here. So I love the opportunity to recap everything in the world of sports. What have we not got to? Well, Steve? we have some. I mean, while we're on the air, we have more news coming across the board. Chris Mortensen. Um, he's an ESPN reporter, has tweeted that Antonio Brown is filing a grievance to get his $10 million guaranteed from the Patriots. The NFLPA will represent him, but personal misconduct that can void guarantees is in every contract across all professional sports. Question is, can he win the grievance? Hmm. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Kelly, and say no. If it's in your contract that... Um, personal misconduct can void a guaranteed contract and you sign that, I think you're probably in trouble. What do you say? Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown does not appear to be acting. Occasionally, we will see people act erratically, but I get the feeling that they're consulting attorneys every step of the way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Antonio Brown does not appear to be one of those people. It's not like he's, yeah, he's crazy. But he's going to be okay. He knows what he's doing. No, Antonio Brown is a wreck. He's an absolute mess. Our man Johnny Patrick broke the news here on the weekend sports buzz. And, I mean, it's a huge story. Yeah, it is. And and, uh, something that's also gaining a little traction is Urban Meyer has liked a post about about USC. Oh. Yeah. Isn't Urban Meyer on staff at Ohio State? I don't. I, I, what do you mean? I you thought don't know? he was, but he he does commentary on ESPN. Hmm. Okay. I don't. Who knows with him? I think he just needs a contract where he could coach for three or four years and take a year off, and then the team will welcome him back. That way, he doesn't have to switch from team to team, right? 
just sounds like he really can't, you know, three, four years is his maximum, and then he needs some time off. It just sounds exhausting to go to a new job. I mean, how much energy do you have? I mean, does that make sense? I work a lot. I, I record podcasts two or three nights a week. I do this show every Sunday morning. You know, you work a lot. So we can relate, I guess, to a lot of hour putting a lot of hours in, but going to a new city... Uh, complete other side of the country, right? I mean, doesn't that sound exhausting? What is Urban Meyer, what does he have left to prove? Maybe he wants to retire in California. You, th- you ever think of that? No. Now, a lot of people, when they get older, they, they move to Florida. They move to Florida has good tax California. laws. Tax laws in Florida. California has, like, the worst taxation. The worst. They're not even recording movies there anymore. But if you have enough money... The weather is beautiful, right? Beautiful place to live. I'm sure Urban Meyer isn't worried about Ta- taxes. Well, you can just start coaching a team and make eight mil a year. Okay. Antonio Brown could still live in California if he wanted. He could have stuck it out with John Gruden and that entire organization, right? Do you think he'll ever play another down in the NFL? Yes. You? Yeah. If I had the bet, even if he has to wait till. Next year, right? It's amazing how if a wide receiver has a big year or a few years in a row, they just start thinking. Remember Ocho Cinco and Terrell Owens? and I mean, they just automatically start thinking they are God's gift to the earth, right? The wide receiver position is difficult to manage, man. I mean, Jerry Rice was modest, right? And stuck with, for the most part, the Niners throughout his career. Obviously had some stints with other teams toward the end. But receivers with that type of humility, who produce at such a high level, are few and far between, historically. And you see it coming a mile away. They have three or four great years in a row. Usually they're with a really good quarterback. And then, you know, they feel disrespected or they want more money. They go some, they go elsewhere. Your quarterback's not as good. And your career's basically over, right? Yeah. We've seen it happen over and over again. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning. Shout out to our sponsors, of course, Louisville Combat Academy, located at 10105 Dixie Highway. Also... Dr. Sparks, if you need a primary care physician, please go to Stony Brook Family Practice, located at 2831 South Hurstbourne, Louisville, Kentucky, 40220. You can contact them at 502-491-6963. If you need to buy or sell a property anywhere in Kentucky, please use Amber Maupin of Abbott Realty. You can contact her on her work cell phone at 502-762-4443. I will also... Give a plug to my health insurance practice. If you want to support the weekend sports buzz, allow Kelly Patrick to be your insurance agent, your health insurance agent specifically. My sweet spot is people on Medicare. It's a confusing time. If you're not shopping your Medicare Advantage plan every year or your traditional Medicare supplement uh, partnered with a prescription drug plan every year, then you are doing yourself a great disservice regardless of your situation if you're on state medicaid and also have medicare you'd be called dual eligible Uh, regardless of your situation i can help you with that i'm an independent broker and between october 15th and december 7th 
I can help you to get everything squared away to maximize your 2020. Please contact me on my work cell phone, 502-386-0978. We are going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. Steve and I will be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I got to say, during the break, Steve came, I'm over here behind the glass doing the production. Steve came back here to talk to me, and he had an agenda. Steve specifically came over here to brag to me about, I guess, I don't follow bowling very closely, so I don't know why he needed to flex on me there. You know, I'm not a big bowler. But he wanted to tell me they had a big day. Steve, what happened? Um, I've been bowling a little bit lately. I usually go with my neighbor on Thursday nights. I bowled my high score. Um, I've probably been going consistently for about a month, month and a half. Okay, Is, it, is that why you haven't been at the YMCA? No, I've... <laughs> Is that why you quit working out? Anyways, I, I bowled my high score the other day, 209. And I just asked you, Kelly, if you've ever bowled that high before in your life. I don't think, I don't remember, but I probably have. Is that a good answer? Yeah. No, I'm sure I have not. It I'm, seems like something that you could do. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> if I were to try. No, I'm not very good at bowling. Do you spin the ball when you bowl? See, that's the thing. I don't. Oh, okay. I, do I bowl any the of, straight ball. Do any of the elite bowlers in the world spin or uh, bowl a straight ball? No, I don't think so. Okay, well. I think uh, in the long run, if you can learn how to spin it. See, my buddy spins it, but he keeps, Brian? He keeps his thumb outside of the ball, so he kind of palms it. Okay. And there are some pros that do that as well. But, you know, I just feel like I'm cheating the game if I do that. I need three fingers in the ball. If I can't spin it that way, I'm bowling it straight. Your brother Kyle, well, quickly, I'll give a shout-out to your brother Kyle. He went to a boxing class with me this past week. But he's a big bowler, isn't he? I think he used to be. Maybe not any time recent. I know he was in a league when he was younger. But, you know, as you get older, you don't have time for these things anymore. He's got multiple kids, so... He does not bowl like I do. 
I just remember in high school, as our listener, many of our listeners know, I went to high school with Steve and his brother Kyle. Kyle had a real nice bowling shirt that I always remember. Okay, so I associated that with him being a big bowler. Also, a quick shout out: Kyle did go to a Isaac Kawamoto boxing class with me this past week, and I think he's going to come. Hopefully, fingers crossed again tomorrow. I know Julie and Kyle are expecting a baby. You'll be a, an uncle again sometime soon. What's with you two having a lot of babies? You're you're you and and your wife are expecting another baby soon. We are. What's up with that? You guys just have as many babies as you can. Are you Philip Rivers or are you Antonio Cromartie? I'm neither. I'm expecting my second. It should be my last. Okay. That'll be that. Why not go for 14? Well, uh, money would probably be the first issue. It's a fair answer. Okay. Yeah. It is nice having a uh, pregnant wife, though, in my personal opinion. I've noticed you've been able to come on the weekend sports bus a lot lately. Yeah, I could go bowling. I can. Um, I have a driver. Okay. Whenever I go out. Okay. So you, you kind of understand why Philip Rivers does it, you know? Specifically for the DD thing. Yeah. That makes sense. That's why he has 11. Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz line now where we have our man Marcus, I believe, is on the line with us. Marcus, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. We appreciate you calling in this morning. What do you have for us this morning, Marcus? Well, first of all, I, I, I got a question for Steve. I want to know where Steve goes bowling. I go to uh, Ten Pins. They just have the cheapest deals. It's like two dollars a game on Thursday night. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Uh, my daughter is handicapped, as a, I think both of you guys probably know that. But throughout her school career. Uh, her school had like a little two-lane or three-lane bowling alley, and she even went to the Special Olympics one year as a bowler because she's so good at it. So, And I've been looking for some more things to do with her now that she's graduated. So I'm going to call this 10-pin place. Uh, I think most bowling alleys, there's just a, a basic piece of equipment that you have to have so that handicapped people can bowl, and I'm going to find out if they have it. Because I like bowling. I'm not very good at it. I've never bowled anywhere near that score that you had, Steve. But uh, it, it might be fun. I might, you know, go down there with my daughter and do some bowling. So that's really cool. Yeah, they, they're pretty clear, too. They're not super busy. There's a lot of lanes open. You know, some of the other bowling alleys are just crazy with kids and stuff. You know, like it's a huge party atmosphere. The one in St. Matthews is pretty uh, pretty empty most of the time. Okay, that's cool. Well, I mean, not for them. I hope they stay in business. But still, uh, okay, so uh, on to the sports world. I'd like to thank the Chicago Cubs for their participation in the 2019 uh, baseball season. Uh, Their season is over. Uh, And uh, let's see, who else would I like to thank? I would like to thank Antonio Brown for his brief, embarrassing career as a New England Patriot. Uh, I didn't want the Patriots to sign this. Can I say ass clown on the air? You should be able to, you, yeah. You're good on that, yes, sir. Okay, that's what I thought. So I didn't want this guy to be signed by the team in the first place, so it's it's a huge relief to have this piece of garbage kicked to the sideline. Uh, we have no need of him and certainly no use for him. Uh, what else can I say? I really like Truth's call today. Uh, I, I thought that was kind of inspiring. I, I, was, I was really impressed by that. 
and it was nice to hear from Blue, too. I agree. I love when Truth or Blue or, hell, even Carolina, you know, I love the calls, man. I, I really do. T- today turned into a, a very full show of six, I think it's six, yeah, six of our really regular callers, Mike Gandolfo and Brian the Insider, now you, Marcus. I love it, man. I love the group that we have and the momentum here for the weekend sports buzz, Marcus, and you're a part of that, so thank you. And I'd like to thank the Louisville fans for their week-long delusion where they convinced themselves that losing not too badly to Notre Dame and then beating two high school teams was a sign that they were going to be much better than they were last year. So you're welcome for the wake-up call by Florida State. Prepare for 2-10. and 10. You're done. As for UK, it, remember last year, because it's going to be a while before that level of success comes around again. Right? Okay. Difficult to argue with that. So, I mean, I don't have anything too crazily controversial to say today. I've really enjoyed the show, and I just wanted to call in and say that. And thanks, Steve, for mentioning the whole bowling deal. That, you know, kind of surprised me, but I'm really happy that he did. Wow. Great call, Marcus. As always, we appreciate you and your contributions to the show. We hope to hear from you next week. Have a great rest of your weekend, Marcus. Go Patriots. Go Patriots. Okay. Thank you, Marcus. Good stuff there, Marcus. Minding his P's and Q's this morning, Steve. We did not have to press the dump button, Steve, not even once during a Marcus call. Amazing. He's a new man. He's a new man. He's turned over a new leaf, and I appreciate that. Must be nice being a Patriots fan, though, huh? Played the Jets today. I think the spread's like 21. What about the Patriots saying, yeah, we'll sign Antonio Brown? Nah, okay, but contractually, we will make sure to cover our backside and if he acts up like you did oh yeah we'll cut him real quick it's business it's yep. a business move and it won't affect us at all we'll, st- we'll still probably i think they're gonna go 16 and 0 this year wow and then win the super bowl I because they, last time they did that it was what yeah 12 I mean, years ago they didn't anything can happen in the playoff super bowl but i think they have the best defense in the league i really do I, and you know last year they kind of struggled they didn't the offense wasn't clicking. Um, they had some holes on defense. It seems like this year they have every every piece. You know, maybe just missing Gronk, but you have four running backs, three receivers, the number one defense. If you're Gronk, do you say, "Hey, maybe I want to come back"? Uh, I heard some of the horror stories about when he was playing, man, and well, I don't know. He, he if, could he couldn't even beer bong two beers at a time once because he had a headache. Well, they said that at, sounds horrible. They said after the Super Bowl, he took a hel- Well, during the Super Bowl, he took a a helmet to his quad. Okay. He said it hurt really bad, but after the game, when his adrenaline came down, he he couldn't even walk, and then they drained a liter of blood from his quad. Wow. And I think he's a player that can make a solid amount of money. Away from football, mm-hmm. just endorsement deals, right? Mm-hmm. And then he says he's had a you know a number of concussions. He's had ridiculous amounts of surgery. Mm-hmm. The Patriots play today at one o'clock against the Jets. Guess what they're favored to win by? Twenty-one. <laughs> Good guess. Is that it, really? Oh, did you not know? No. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-one. What about the Dolphins? How have uh? Are they um, more than that? Cowboys are favored to win by 22 and a half. 
I'm surprised that hasn't gone up by more. Hmm. Hmm. They've lost by like 40 points back-to-back weeks, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's not a good time to be a Dolphins fan unless, I mean, in a way, I'd rather have an absolute horrible season. Like for my Bengals, for example, I wouldn't mind if they went 0-16 this year. Yeah, to start from scratch. You can't okay. you can't let your team get this bad. I think the Dolphins made a huge mistake. Look, you could be bad in the league, but you never get to the point where where players don't want to come there. Uh this could be a huge rebuild. The Browns were terrible for 2 years in a row, but when John Dorsey got there, he he made sure to overpay for Jarvis Landry. Hmm. He knew they they were on the cusp of of being what the Dolphins are now. He needed to overpay for a player. You know, you have to keep some relevant big-name players if you're a bad team or else no one's going to want to play there. If you get beat by 40, you know, I think they said 10 different players asked for a trade after the after week one. Hmm. How many years till the, the Dolphins make the playoffs? I don't know. It could, could be... Some teams can turn it around pretty quickly. I guess that's what I mean because what happens when you go zero and sixteen or even three and thirteen, whatever, you get some real good draft picks the next year, right? So I mean, I'd say the Dolphins, the situation they're in, I'd say it's three years minimum. Okay, and I do think it's quicker with other teams. I think you know if you nail a, a top ten quarterback pick, that can really turn your franchise around. But they've lost too many players. For someone who doesn't follow the NFL as close as you do, Steve, would you agree with the statement that Gardner Minshew of Jacksonville is one of the top stories across the league? Yeah, he is. Tell us about that. Uh, He's from Washington State. Okay. As we know, uh, Washington State usually has a prolific offense with prolific quarterbacks. I think the quarterback they have now is leading the nation in yards and touchdowns. Okay. Gardner Minshew was the backup quarterback for Nick Foles in Jacksonville. Nick Foles goes down with a broken collarbone, I believe. And Gardner Minshew is just, he has the personality. Um, He's a decent quarterback. Maybe he could be above average quarterback in the NFL. Kind of early to tell right now, but. Jacksonville has a good team. Pretty good team, yeah. Usually a good defense. They're now sitting at one and two. Yep, they? I they guess beat, they're not that great. They, but they, well, they beat the Titans on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Hey, if Minshew could get them going, um, they lost week two on a, on um they went for two and didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So they've had some close games. He's excited. He's supposed to be pretty exciting, though. Okay. What other storyline, other than the Patriots potentially being untouchable this year, despite cutting Antonio Brown and just moving moving past that, what other storyline is sexy across the world of, of the National Football League? Well, just f- finishing with the Jags, uh, Jalen Ramsey wants a trade. Yeah, what's that? And he, he, How's I, that the work? The Jaguars are asking for two first-round picks. I'm getting kind of tired of people asking for trades as soon as your team's not very good. Mm-hmm. You're going to... I mean, that's the NFL. Your team might be bad one year. Calais Campbell, you know he's one of my guys that I've always liked, right, Steve? Yeah. Big game in that win on Thursday as the Jaguars beat the Titans. Calais Campbell had seven tackles, three sacks, five QB hits. Wow. I love it, man. That guy's an animal. 
Mariota's got to go, too. The Titans need to you gotta get him out of there. Just a reminder, Calias Campbell is 33 years old. He's six foot eight, 300 pounds out of Miami. Second-round pick. I've loved him from day one. Just an absolute, kind of like if you were to say, hey, LeBron James, we're going to make you a defensive end. You can gain some weight, okay, get, get up to 300 pounds, and then just try to attack the quarterback every play. I love Calias Campbell. I like the Jaguars. I like how they've stacked it up. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. We will be back next Sunday. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.